Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Stephen King's Salem's Lot. Dramatized in seven episodes by Gregory Evans. Episode 7 So there was Mark, Jimmy, and me heading towards the lot in Jimmy's old Buick. As we left the turnpike, I saw the familiar sign. Route 12, Jerusalem's Lot. This was the way I'd driven Susan home after our first date. I'm sorry, Father. Take your time, my son. I was thinking about what Mark had told us the night before, about the blue chalk on Barlow's fingers. It was going round in my mind, fighting the fear and the dread and the grief. Blue chalk. Blue chalk. It's gone bad. The whole place. Christ, you can almost smell it. Yeah. A whiff of tombs. I've never seen it so quiet. Hey, look there. Barlow and Straker Antiques. Closed until further notice. Thanks to you. Jimmy, pull up. Blue chalk. Barlow cleared customs. Customs officials check boxes through with chalk. Maybe he's holed up inside. <coughs> Stink. Could have been shut up for centuries. I found him. I found him! Inside this crate! The hammer, quick! I can see his hand! Careful, man, you'll cut yourself! Mark! The stake! I'll pound it into him like I did into Susan! I'll... Mike Ryerson! Damn! Barlow! What... What now? Should, should we... No, no, leave him! We can come back. Let's get to Mark's house. I wonder if Father Callahan's still in there. We'll soon find out. I can't go in. I'll wait in the car. Mom and Dad, cover them up, will ya? Sure. Of course, Mark. It's better this way. My dad would have made a very good vampire. Maybe as good as Barlow in time. Try not to think too much. There are ash stove lengths in the woodpile. You can use my dad's lathe down in the basement. That's 19. Ben, wait. Whew. This isn't going to work. What else can we do? You want to quit, Jimmy? Is that what you want? No. But, Ben, it won't just be today. It could be weeks before we get them all. 
If we ever do, can you stand that? Can you stand doing what you did to, to Susan a thousand times? Pulling them out of their stinking bolt holes, screaming and struggling, pounding in the stake. Can you keep that up without going crazy? Uh, I don't know. What about Mark? He'll be ready for the nut hatch. And Matt, he'll be dead. I guarantee it. So, so what the hell should we do? God knows. We have to think. <laughs> think? I'm trying not to think. Well, maybe you should start. I can't! I take it as it comes! If you've got a better hey, way... Hey, hey, Ben! <sighs> I'm sorry. We can do it, Ben. I believe that, but we must be scientific. Listen, listen, now, your production, right? Right. You stay here, turn out the stakes. Mark and me, we're research. We find them. We mark the locations. With, uh, with this. We, we, we spray a cross on the door. Then tomorrow, we go back with the stakes, together. Well, won't they see the marks and move? No, I don't think so. They're pretty dumb. <sighs> okay, get going. Come back around three. By then, we can get into the school. <sighs> Jimmy? What's the matter? Something came to me then, watching you. Bent over like that, holding the length of wood under that light. Something to do with the blue chalk? I don't know. Whew. Whatever it was, it's gone. Dougals. Roy, his wife Sandy, and their eight-year-old son. Roy works in Gates Falls, but that's his pickup still in the driveway. Okay. Hammer. There, somewhere. Smell it? Yeah, like the Marston house. Not a strong. Where? And they need somewhere dark. These houses don't have cellars, but there's a crawl space under the stairs. Here. Oh, smells like you found a flashlight. There. All laid out, side by side. Oh God, a little boy too. Can we do that to a kid? Come on, I'll mark the door. We'll try somewhere else. Jimmy, let's pull one of them out. What, what? Why? Maybe the daylight will kill him. Then we won't have to come back with the stakes. Good idea. Which one? Not the kid. The man. Right. A foot each. One, two, three! His skin! Jesus, it's steaming! He touched me! Slap him! Please, shut it! Please! Let's get out of here! Can I wash first? I feel dirty. Oh, Poor kid! All his toys are here! Well, it's right next door. He's got a Dave Evans and his family. Amazing! Dave works in Cumberland. A miniature pool days. table. Yeah. Mark, what did you say? I said he's got a TV in his room. No, uh, after that. 
And a pool table. Blue chalk. Pool, that's it. Barlow's hiding in a pool hall. You ever heard of Mumpson? No, Mr. Burke. Roll over, please. Uh, Mumpson, Vermont. Just another little New England town like the lot. Had a population of 312 in the 1920 census. Other way. By 1923, everyone had vanished. Oh, the buildings were intact. In one house, a table was laid for supper, but no people. It caused quite a stir. You finished yet? Almost. Just the top sheets. Uh, there. Now, I want you to sleep. Oh, uh, well, would you check to see if there's a mess? <laughs> Nurse! Nurse! Oh, God, no. Roy! Twelve, now! Take it easy, Mr. Burke. Try to breathe. What is it? Cardiac arrest. Get an ECV. Quickly! There is no pool hall in Salem's lot. Gates Falls is the closest, but Barlow is here. People have pool tables in the houses. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm almost there, Mark. Keep talking. Pool tables, pool tables. Uh, um, um, they'd keep it in the games room? Maybe the basement? No, no. For a full-size table, it'll have to be a big house? I've got it, I've got it. I know where Barlow's hiding. He's in the basement of Eva Miller's boarding house. Are you sure? Yes, Eva's got a pool table. Belonged to her husband. She put it down in the cellar last year. It must be there. Let's get him! Wait, let's call first. No, no, there must be about a dozen rumors at Eva's. Mostly old men, retired. There's always someone there. Let's go. What about Ben? The line's out at your house, so we can't call him. If we go to Eva's now, there'll be plenty of daylight left. If we're wrong, and if we're right, we'll get Ben. He'll want to be in at the kill. Holding up here in the local boarding house, surrounded by his children. Smell it. Like the Marston house. Mark, are you up to this? Yeah. Where's the cellar? Here. I went down at once. One of the old guys fell on the steps and broke his leg. It's a big one. Deep. Barlow's here. No doubt about it. Jimmy, let's get Ben. We will. I just want to see Barlow first. Oh, damn, no light. That figures. Uh, look in the kitchen. Eva must have a flashlight. I'm going down. Jimmy, wait! Mark is a grave down here. I lost all track of time in Petra's basement. When I checked my watch, 
I was shocked to see it was already nearly five. I shut off the lathe, went upstairs. The phone was out, and I had no keys to the cars parked in the drive. So I set off at a fast walk towards the Brock Street School, keeping my eyes peeled for Jimmy's Buick. It soon came into view, weaving drunkenly across the road, moving in jerks and spasms. I waved, and it pulled over, bounced off the curb, and came to a stop. Oh, Ben, thank God. Mark? What's wrong? Why are you driving? Where's Jimmy? Jimmy's dead. Dead? Bolo's in Mrs. Mills' basement. What? With Jimmy. I went to help him. Couldn't get out. I thought it was trapped there. Until dark. Until... Mark, Mark, explain. I don't understand. Jimmy figured it out. Blue chalk. Pool. There's a pool table in Mrs. Mills' basement. Of course. We drove over. I looked for a flashlight. Jimmy went down. He fell. I'd have gone after him, but he called out to warn me. Warned you of what? Bolo had fixed the stairs. Saw them off after the second step. It was dark. Jimmy just didn't see. There were knives below. All the knives in the kitchen. Fixed. Pointing up. Oh, God. You're certain he's dead? Yeah. We'd better call Matt. Then talk to Parkins Gillespie. Maybe he'll help. We've got to finish Barlow before dark. Hospital, How can I help you? Matthew Burke, please. Room 12. Who is this? Uh, ben Mears. Is Mr. Burke all right? Are you a relative? No, a close friend. Is he... Mr. Burke died this afternoon, Mr. Mears. Heart failure. If you want to hold on, I'll see if Dr. Cody is coming in. Matt's dead? How'd you know? I saw your face. We found Parkins Gillespie on the steps of the municipal building, smoking and gazing at the sky. He looked sad and old. Around his neck, he wore a crucifix, a St. Christopher medal, and a peace sign. I seen you, trucking back and forth. Looks like the kid was driving by himself that last time. I was. Well, you want to take care, son. Constable Gillespie, I've come to tell you what's going on in this town. I don't want to hear it. What? Nolly didn't show up today. I can't say I'm surprised. Oh. oh. These darn things will be the, be the death of me. The man who took the Marston house. Barlow. He's in Eva Miller's basement. Is that so? Vampire, ain't he? Like in the movies? Well, I'm leaving. I'm gonna stay with my sister in Kittery. I figure that's far enough to be safe. Cutlass. Listen. This town is still alive and you're running out. It ain't alive. That's why he came here. It's dead like him. Has been for years. The whole country's going the same way. You go to a drive-in, you see more blood in one night than, than I saw in all my tours in Nam. Folks here, they probably like being vampires. But not me, I'm getting out. You ought to do the same. This town will go on without us for a while. Then it won't matter. It was after six when we pulled up at Mark's house. I went to the basement and chose the best of the steaks. Mark looked in Father Callahan's old sedan and found the bottle of holy water the priest had taken from the font. Then Eva's again. As I turned into the driveway, 
The sun hung blood red over the western pines. Up in my room, I could see my typewriter on the table by the window, and beside it, the typed pages of my novel, held down by the glass globe paperweight I had taken for a dare from the Marsden house all those years ago. We crossed the porch, where Susan and I had first kissed. The kitchen door was open as Mark had left it. Ben, I can't. I just can't. Come on, Mark. Come on. It's got to be both of us. No. Mark. No, I've done enough. You and me, we're all that's left. Susan, Jimmy, Matt, your mom and dad. And now us? Where's the hammer? Jimmy had it. The flashlight, too. Okay. Come on. Careful. I tried to move the knives, but I might have missed some. Oh. oh I got the flashlight. Still works. Oh, Jimmy. I'm sorry, babe. I can't move. Oh, no, that's no, okay. Uh, he had the revolver in his pocket. Here, catch. Oh, there's the hammer. Now, Barlow. But where? I can feel him. But where's he hiding? Behind that dresser? No, no, no. Too small. He must be there. It's the only place. Let's look. Help me tip it. You got a grip? Yeah. One, two, three. Now! There's a door. He's in there. I can smell it. Locked. Give me the hammer. Come on, Ben, come on! Ah, don't believe it. Beaten by a five-dollar padlock. It's quarter to seven. When is sunset? Five of. We'll never do it. Have you got that bottle of holy water? Here. Yeah, pour it on my hands. More. The hammer, too. It's glowing like blue fire. Yeah, feels good. There's a hole with a room through there. There, the coffin. Sees Chris? Oh my god. Mark, look around. His children. And guardians. Eva. Weasel Craig. Grover Merrill. That's Mr. Milligan from the second floor back. Everyone. I. I lived with these people. Come on, Ben, there's no time. It must be almost dusk. Here, here's the steak. Oh no, there's locks and seals. Doesn't matter. I can feel the power in me now. At last, things are running our way. Be quick, please. Barlow. He's so young. I thought... He's beautiful. Mark? Mark, don't look at his eyes. <laughs> You would harm the master? I'll kill you! Give me the gun! Sorry, kid! Look at me. No, I won't. I've come to destroy you. Look at me, scribbler. Me, who you would slay with your miserable little stick. 
I write in human lives. Blood is my ink. Look upon me. And despair! Hammer. Where's Hammer? Ben, here! <laughs> <laughs> Too late, Tex Kid. You are mine! Never! It took two seconds, less, but I watched as if time had stopped. Marlowe's skin blistered like old paint. His eyes filmed white and fell in. His hair became a drift of feathers. Inside the dark suit, his flesh shriveled until there were only bones clicking and clenching. Dust puffed through the fibers of the shirt. Marlowe's skull whipped from side to side on the satin pillow. His jawbone stretched in a scream with no vocal cords to power it. The skull caved in. And at last, the clothes settled flat, like dirty laundry. Ben, look out! got outside, Mark fainted. I picked him up and carried him to Jimmy's Buick. As we pulled away, I saw them. They were there in the streets, the walking dead. I put my foot down and drove out of Salem's lot. That night, we stayed at a motel across the state line. I signed the register, Ben Cody and son. And then you came south, here to Mexico. No, not right away, Father. I had some unfinished business. The next day at dawn, I left Mark in the motel room and drove back. Madre mía, why? I went to Eva's first, up to my room. It was just as I'd left it. The bed unmade, typewriter on the table, the pages of my novel beside it, held down by the glass paperweight. I burned the book. You never told me that, Ben. Didn't I? I guess it didn't seem important. I dropped it into the waste paper basket and let the flames devour it. Then I picked up the paperweight, shook it, and watched slow flurries of snow hide the tiny house. I tossed it into a corner and heard it shatter. Going down to the cellar for Jimmy's body was the hardest trip of all. Somehow I got him up, bundled in Eva's drapes, and into the trunk of the car. Next, I went to Mark's house for his parents. You did well, my son. That was an act of charity and courage. It seemed like an act of madness at the time, but I, I had to. It took me the rest of the morning and half the afternoon to dig a grave out by Taggart Stream. By the time I'd laid the three bodies into it and filled it, 
The light was draining from the sky. I was sweating, not only from the work. I drove back along Jointer, past the empty buildings, the little park where I'd first met Susan, and at last past the sign that reads, you are now leaving Jerusalem's lot. A nice little town. Come again. I drove back to Mark and my life. Oh, my children, what horrors you have seen. You believe now, Father? Yes, Senor Mears. How can I not? What now? Will you stay in Mexico? No. We've talked about it. We're going back. To the United States? To Jerusalem's lot. WJAB, non-stop music and news over the whole of the South Main area. Let me remind all you solid citizens that the main fire index still stands at five. You up to this? Five. Jimmy asked me that question. Reading ever. This hot, yeah, hot Indian I'm summer continues with skies still dry in southern Maine. No rain since early September and none all the way. So drivers, rush those smokes. Jerusalem's lot. Look, the Marsden house, malevolent as ever. Father Callahan's wafer will have washed away by now. It's theirs again. A shrine, perhaps, a dark lighthouse. It's like an old coat, grown a little tight, but it still fits. What does? The fear. God, it's bad, isn't it? Not as bad as the memories. Looks like no one's lived here for a thousand years. Mark? They're in there, Brad. Right now. Uh, in all those take houses. It easy. Take it easy. In closets and cellars. Hiding. We'll take the Burns Road out to Harmony Hill. We faced the worst, Mark. It's behind us now. Why here? This is where the great fire started back in uh, 61. The wind was blowing from the west. Just like it is now. You think a guy got careless with a cigarette? <laughs> One little cigarette. Can I light it for you? Sure. Thanks. Oh. They have their places. But they could lose them. A lot of them could be killed or destroyed. It's a better word. But not all. You understand? Yeah. They're not bright. If they lose their bolt holes, they'll hide badly next time. Two people could do well. Maybe it could be all finished by the time the first snow flies. Maybe it'll never be finished. No guarantees. But without something to drive them out, there'd be no chance at all. Yeah. It'll be uh, ugly, dangerous. I know that. They say fire purifies. 
purification should count for something. Don't you think? Yeah. We ought to go back. These things will be the death of me. Tonight, they'll be on the run. And tomorrow... You and me. been listening to episode seven of Salem's Lot by Stephen King, with Stuart Milligan as Ben Mears and Danny Canaver as Mark Petrie. Doug Bradley played Barlow, Kerry Shale, Jimmy Cody, Don Fellows, Parkins Gillespie, Gavin Muir, Matt Burke, Peter Yap, Father Grathon, Peter Whitman, Weasel Craig, and Francis Jeter, Eva Miller. Salem's Lot was dramatized in seven episodes by Gregory Evans with music composed by Elizabeth Parker of the BBC Radiophonic Workshop. Technical presentation was by Roger Danes, Ros Mason, and Suzanne Howard. The director was Ada. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.